Welcome to the Don't Let That Go Over Your Head podcast, starring Q the Boss. Yo, 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 yo. Welcome back to another episode of Don't Let That Go Over Your Head podcast. They call me Q the Boss. Q the Boss, Q the Boss, Q the Boss. Today we got a special topic, guys. Listen, today I'm talking about the honeymoon stage in relationships. How a lot of people get caught up in the moment, noticing that that don't last and that don't preserve a relationship. I've noticed that so many people get so caught up in the honeymoon stage, right? Let's elaborate on what's the honeymoon stage. That's the beginning of a relationship when everybody's putting their best foot forward. That's the beginning of a relationship when Everything is innocent. Everything that you 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 that bothers you, you act like it don't because you want the relationship, right? So you know what usually happens is you ignore the most prominent time of a relationship, ultimately dating them, and then later on regretting how they behave or the things that you're going through. In the beginning of a relationship, that's the time you're supposed to set the tone, right? And so basically, you're meeting the representative. And a lot of people don't understand that. When you meet the representative, you ultimately fall for the representative. And later on in life, you be like, damn, like this person never really uh, understood me. We never really had any substance, right? That's, that's We call that chemistry and compatibility. There are a lot of people that get caught by the chemistry, right? Chemistry is when you first meet somebody and you're infatuated with their looks. You know how you meet somebody, you're like, oh my God, this, this person is very attractive, right? This person is very tall. This person is very sexy. But that chemistry thing don't last. Ultimately, later in the relationship, you notice that the compatibility don't, don't exist. There was never really no, nothing intangible to help you to grow. So we get so caught up in that, right? The moment in the beginning, right? Someone that understands this, the honeymoon stage is what we're talking about. Someone call in right now, 516-253-1150. Let's talk about the honeymoon stage. When you were in a relationship, and you got infatuated with the honeymoon stage, but once you really started dating the person, you realized the whole honeymoon stage no longer existed, and now you're stuck or you're in a situation where you're like, oh my God, because there's no more representative. Now you know who you're dating. I think we move so fast, guys. Let's talk about the honeymoon stage. I'm gonna give you a scenario what happened to me. I remember one time I was dating a girl, and when we were dating, everything about her was very, I was very attracted to her, physically, right? But I tell people all the time, what preserves long-term relationships is the friendship. I was so infatuated with the looks, I never really got to know the mentality. And that when, I, when I didn't get to know the mentality, I started assuming in my own mind that the things would just fall into place, right? And I feel like that's what a lot of people do in relationships. They expect things to just fall in place. There is really no chemistry. I mean, excuse me, there's no compatibility. And this is what we do. We date things that give us chemistry. Oh, my God. Infatuation. But once you start dating for the long term, you'll see that that relationship was never really feasible for you two to get anywhere because we was caught up in the moment. There are a lot of people that overly invest in the moment, never realizing that they don't get past that moment because that relationship was never really anything to invest in. It's, it's like buying a dead stock. The relationship hasn't gotten anywhere because of the fact that you two never really, really, really had compa uh, compatibility. You only had chemistry. She's attracted. He's attracted to her. They're getting intimate. 
And that's all that happens. I was telling a guy earlier today while we were having a conversation. You can have a very strong couple and they built absolutely nothing, right? Then you can have a couple that's not as physically strong and they build a lot. Because a lot of the times we overly look mentality. Two people that are on the same uh, psychological spectrum can do way more than two people that don't have the same psychological thinking. So if you have a man who's coming into a relationship to understand let's build, right? And you have a woman who's coming into a relationship to understand and building, these two will actually build something. Here's the narrative, and this is what a lot of people don't understand. When you talk about relationships, we overly indulge on what makes us comfortable. And the problem with being comfortable in a relationship, that relationship would only allow you to be who you currently are. But in order for you to become your greatest self, you got to make yourself uncomfortable so therefore you can get to the next phase of life. It is hard to get to the next phase of life when you're dating someone that's only accommodating who you are now. But they're not complimenting the person you want to be. See, we've rolled out the red carpet for who we used to be, but we're not rolling out the red carpet for who we, used, who we want to be. Let me say that one more time. We'll roll out the red carpet for who we used to be, but we won't roll out the carpet for who we want to be. And the problem with not rolling out the red carpet for who you want to be, you get so stuck in who you are today that you won't see who you can be. I'm going to tell you something. The most healthiest relationship is a person that's challenging you to be your better self. I'm talking about healthy challenges. I'm not talking about healthy. I'm talking about healthy communication. I'm talking about two people that are sitting down and actually strategically coming up with what they want to do together. That is healthy. But a lot of people are dating in the honeymoon stage thinking that's going to preserve the relationship. The honeymoon stage won't preserve no relationship because ultimately you're going to get to the point where you realize there was never no compatibility. There was just chemistry. And chemistry only lasts for a short term. I've noticed some of the most attractive people date people and in the end they say they're no longer attracted to the person because they was only thinking for the moment. But once they got to know the IQ or the mentality of the person, they no longer seen that feasible for them. We outgrow people every day. Because if you're pursuing becoming your better self, you're going to keep changing. You're going to keep growing. You're going to keep uh, uh, propelling yourself to the next level. But if you're not dating your future self, you're going to get stuck with the person you, you are today. See, listen to the logic. When choosing a mate, you should always choose someone who accommodates who you want to become. Because if you date someone who is allowing you to stay in the same place as who you are today, you're never going to become the next person. See the narrative. Let's say I'm dating someone who's in school. And futurely, I know I want a certain living situation. Ultimately, I'm working hard to get myself there, seeing that she's going to be an earner, so therefore we're going to be able to earn together, and potentially this can happen, right? But if you're dating someone who is not actively doing anything, thinking that you're going to actively be successful, you've actively lied to yourself. And it's a repetitive thing. We live our lives for a very long time consciously, continuously lying to ourselves. It's the honeymoon stage. We're so infatuated with what's in the beginning. The beginning should be the most vital time where you're setting up the standard of your relationship. That's what your beginning should be. Your beginning is, let's, let's sit down and say what we want to be, what we're going to do with our lives. What are we doing here? I think there's a difference between grown-up dating and, and, and high school dating, right? There are grown-ups who are still out here high school dating. And the sad part is, they haven't got their high school diploma in relationships, so they haven't even graduated. They're in the same old 
situationships. They're in the same old relationships. Meaning, two people that's not consciously having conversations. I'm going to tell you something. I would rather somebody come sit with me and tell me the plans that they have for us to get to the next level rather than sitting there just thinking that it's just going to happen for us. I would never want to date someone like that. Because it's not going to happen just because you two have potential. There's, the, the graveyard is a, a place of untapped potential. Tons of it. And there are people right now who are walking earth who are basically halfway in their grave. Because they're not doing anything. They actively believe that they're going to get to next levels, but they're not doing anything to change their, their positioning right now. Right? Here's the problem. Most of us date or we look for mates that always want a, a mother or a father. There are women out here who are looking for dads, meaning they want someone to take care of them. There are men out here who are looking for moms, meaning they want somebody to take care of them. The healthiest relationship is a partnership. A woman that, that expects you to take care of her still hasn't graduated from her fatherhood. She needs a daddy. And you're mad at her? You should be mad at yourself for attaching yourself to somebody like that. There's a, a, a man out here right now who expects you to pay all the bills, right? Or expects to move in your place, live off of you, and grow from what you got going on. That is a son. Listen, stop calling your man your man and start calling him your son. Stop calling your girlfriend your girl and start calling her your daughter. Because today we was having a conversation. The lady said to me, I said, you know what makes an adult an adult? She said, what? I said, an adult is one who can take care of themselves. Ladies, I am not giving you flowers because you're a grown woman who can take care of yourself. That is a part of being an adult. Men, I am not giving you an award because you're grown and you can take care of yourselves. That is a part of being an adult. It's being able to take care of yourself. You graduate from your mother's bosom to, to, the, to the world on your own because now you have become an adult. But if you're graduating from your parents' situation to move into a man or a woman's situation to take care of you, that means you are still in your infant and fetus stage. Adults don't look for people to take care of them. Adults look for places that we can add value. And any person that gets mad when you talk like that is because they're the ones that are looking for people to take care of them. I had to tell a lady the other day, a man is not broke because he can't take care of you. A man is broke because of the fact that you want him to take care of you, so technically you're broke, and he's broke because he believes it. And he's not a man because he can't take care of you. Does that mean he broke? But I mean you're broke. And the sad part is you're using something called reverse psychology. Here's the narrative. You can't take care of me, so you broke. I think it's the other way around. I think it's you're not ready for a partnership. You're looking for a daddy. This is the honeymoon stage. The uncomfortable conversations we must have when first pursuing a mate. We got to talk about what's the goals. How are we going to raise our children? What is the beliefs? What is the system that we're going to create to structure ourselves to the next levels? We don't talk about those things. We just expect it to just happen for us. And that's a, a false reality. Whoever's sitting down playing house, notice I said the word playing house. Right? You got the building blocks or the Legos in life trying to build a house. But in reality, I ain't doing absolutely nothing. It said, when I was a child, I behaved as a child. But when I became an adult, I put away my childish ways. And I think somebody in this world today need to put away their childish ways. We're so caught up in our childish ways that we can't see that we're not making anything tangible make sense. 
honeymoon stage. So many people date based on the honeymoon stage. I'm going to tell you something, and I'm going to keep it 100 with you. I used to date a woman, right? And she said to me the other day, well, when we was breaking up, she said to me, you know, the funny thing is, when I, when I was dating you, you know, you, you didn't do certain things that you used to do in the beginning. And I'm going to be fair. Some woman's going to get mad at this. Ladies, a lot of the times, y'all misrepresent who y'all are. And I'll give you scenarios on how. I know women that will meet a guy, right? In the beginning, she'll get active sexually anywhere. Then start dating him and ultimately stop doing it. So did you misrepresent yourself? That man thought he was signing up for the freak. But now you want to be a wife and now you don't want, that man still want that same freak. Ladies, whatever happened to the woman that used to come, when I used to link up with you, you used to always care about how you looked. Right? Now you come over looking like the Green Goblin or, or the old lady. We have to acknowledge something. Men are very visual. And if a man is visual, you have to give him something to look at. Right? Men are visual. I'm just calling it what it is. Ladies, men and women don't think the same. A man's providing security can make a woman very comfortable. Men like to still see their woman's sexy, right? And, and, and want to... I know women that dress better going out with their friends than they dress going out with their men. I'm going to say that one more time. I know women who dress better going out with their homegirls better than when they go out with their men. But if I say that, I'm the enemy. But you want to preserve a relationship. But you pushing yourself to get a situationship. Because the relationship is only going to stay intact if two people are still being what they started the relationship. Right? He got with you. He got with you because of the fact that you were behaving a certain way. Right? And now, yeah, together, it's no longer accessible. It don't even make sense. I can't access the woman that I signed up for in the beginning. She can't uh, 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 get with the guy that she got with in the beginning. That's why I said it's the honeymoon stage, the situationships that we've created. You got to realize that that's true, comfort. When you're dating somebody, you get comfortable. And when you get comfortable, then you say, oh, he wasn't acting like that in the beginning, nor were you. You wasn't coming to bed. Every time you linked up, think about this. Let's go to the beginning. Any man and woman on my life, let's be honest. You remember when your girl or your, or your man, ladies, your man coming over? You know what you used to do? Clean up your room spotless. Right? Then one day you come over there, you see a shirt on the floor. Next time you come over there, you see this on the floor. You see a plate in the room. You got comfortable. Men do the same thing. Right? I'm going to tell you something. We got to still date as if things are starting off today. The way you get me is the way you'll keep me. And vice versa for women. The way you get the woman is how you keep the woman. But we so caught up in the fact that how I feel and I'm busy and I'm working. Listen, you was busy working before you got with the person, but now you're going to act like this person don't matter. How are you going to sustain that relationship? Right? And that's the reality. Someone call in 516-253-1150. 516-253-1150. See, I'm telling you right now, the honeymoon stage has created a lot of false narratives in relationships. I would rather somebody literally be their self 
rather than pretend to be somebody they not, and ultimately, I see that they're not who they say they were. Say that one more time. I would rather somebody show me who they are in the beginning than me have to find out. This ain't let's find Waldo. I want to know who you are. I would rather you show me in the beginning. I'm going to tell you something. The people that come off as perfect in the beginning are usually the most pretending people on earth. We're going to get this caller. Caller. Caller, what's going on, caller? Caller. Caller. Hello? What's going on, caller? Yeah, I'm John. I'm from New York originally. John, what's going on, John? Uh, I'm, I'm from Long Island. Are you from Long Island too? Like yeah, Nashville? Definitely a Long Island guy. Yeah, I see the 516. Um, what part of Long Island are you from? We talk about that offline, but what's what's going on? I'm from I'm from Nassau County. Yeah, I I just feel that like it's weird because you know I was raised God fearing and stuff, uh-huh. and just socializing both with females and males alike. I know I'm um straight. Okay. I just feel that it's kind of tough because. There's general responsibility that's universal to everyone, and then there's a specific way you were raised. And the way I look at Generation X, Y, and even Z, I'm Y. I'm 89. Okay. So I'm I'm kind of like on the cusp of the 80s. So I'm I'm past the crack maybe. I mean, I'm not really crack baby. I was raised more moral majority, like you know, uh-huh. more the religious type. So, but I was a geek too. I know geeks is associated with irresponsibility, but not necessarily. We're just good guys. We just like to have fun. We're free spirited. But I do believe in a sense of healthy boundaries and stuff like that. Yes. But then at the same time, like, um, sometimes my thing is, is just that sometimes it's weird because it's hard to find people out there nowadays that can get along on an everyday level. You know, I, I, you want to be the best version. I want to be the best version of myself, a more, a, a, a more re- responsible, independent version of myself. But then at the same time, I still want to be true to who I am. Yeah. And not everybody kind of fits that fits that you know you know you know and i'm dream being realistic with myself you know like i want to still have a career i still want to you know you know me personally that's why i say most most cases i think the best relationships is ones who date a mentality and not a look when i say by dating a mentality is a good person don't look a certain way right you can look at a, a person and assume they're healthy but really they're not healthy at all so sometimes when looking and pursuing for a mate, we got to look at the person's mentality more than we got to look at the physicality. I think sometimes we get so indoctrinated by believing that, that because the person looks like a good person. But I don't mean anything. When you get to know the person, that's why you have chemistry and then you have compatibility. I think compatibility is more valuable for the long term than chemistry. I think chemistry is great for short term. Would you agree? Yeah, compatibility is ultimately, and certain people... I, I read a book when I was at um, Nassau Community oh. College, and they okay. had a book called Spiritual Compatibility. Okay. I know a lot of people base it off signs, but it's really based on your spirit. Some people go as, um, I believe in spirit, and I believe in, in mindset. Uh-huh. But we live in a shallow society where women are looking at men based on bodies, when technically it's supposed to be, naturally it's supposed to be the men. I believe that women should have their rights and stuff, but sometimes women overstep their boundaries. Like, I'm not, I'm not for, like, you know, women be put in bondage, you know, who without sin cast the first stone type of thing. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not, I'm not into condemning women, but at the same time, they should have every right to, um, to themselves, whether it be Margaret Thatcher, whether it be Hillary Clinton, whether it be Theresa May, yes. you know, all those women out there, even Cleopatra, even going, but I'm not here for a matriarchy. I think women are naturally powerful the way the Father, Yahweh, God the Creator designed them. Yes. But I think 
they don't realize their power, and then they have to go on this inferiority contest to make themselves superior. And yes. it's not necessarily men or women are powerful both in, in different ways. Agreed, hundred percent. Different people are powerful two different ways because created differently. Hundred percent. Some men may have more masculinity. I mean, some women may have more femininity. Sometimes it could be vice versa. But men and women are both powerful in their own way. But you know what? It, what and it is? That's is, the way I look at it. And what you say is a hundred percent fact. I think society has created this this whole uh, separation thing, or creating the separation as far as. Uh, feminality and masculinity, right? One thing I've noticed is a lot of the times women get their information from women that are hurt and broken. A lot of the times men get their information from men who are hurt and broken. So sometimes you're listening to information from people who are not in their right spaces psychologically, right? So now they're telling you that a woman is this or a woman is that. And one thing I will admit, and I'm going to say this, every time I talk to a woman and they tell me what a man is supposed to be, I listen. But as soon as a man starts telling a woman what a woman is supposed to be, the women don't give us the same level of respect. And I've noticed that to be extreme. When we explain what we see a woman being, they get very upset. But when, we, when they tell us what a man is, we sit down and listen, right? And I, and I find it to be disheartening, man. It's crazy. Yeah. You know, I appreciate you, though, calling in, brother. Dope conversation, yeah. brother. Very knowledgeable. I love it, too. Thank you, man. Thank, Thank you. you. Um, it's just about self-love. It's like loving your neighbor as yourself. It's just... A female version of that, and that's where I'll end it. I love that, bro. I appreciate you, my brother. Right? Listen, dope guy, man. Good conversation. Someone else call in, 516-253-1150. Today we're talking about the honeymoon stage. There are a lot of people that's caught up in this honeymoon stage, right? It's living in the moment. We don't date long-term thinking what's going to be of our futures. We just live in the moment and then ultimately getting to the later stage and then realizing that we've outgrown each other. I've seen that happen a thousand times. I've outgrown relationships. And when I say, meaning you're dating someone and then you realize that it's not even feasible for the next chapter of your life. So I wrote all these chapters before, but now the next part of my book is not going to be no interesting than what it was if I continue with the same person. So if I stay writing the same chapters, I doubt that I'm going to make a, a motion picture or, 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 or a great uh, a story, right? You write your story. You're the author of your books. But a lot of us don't get an understanding that you have to write the book that you want. You have to write the story you want in your life. But we don't write our stories. We allow life just to happen. You got to author your book, ladies and gentlemen. You got to author your relationships, ladies and gentlemen. You got to sit that person down and be like, what are we doing? Before you get intimate with somebody, I think you should get more mental with somebody. But yet and still, we jump in the bedroom. And then we complain about the results. Stop complaining about the results when you're moving too fast. It's the honeymoon stage. You're so caught up in what could be that you're not seeing what is. You're so caught up in what you see that you can't see what is. Ladies, stop chasing these men because of their potential and then getting mad at the fact that his potential never surfaced. Because the problem with rolling the dice on potential is you might not get what you put in. Sometimes you don't get the results. That's how life goes. That's the problem with rolling the dice on potential. When you invest in something, you have to know that good, bad, or indifferent, I'm willing to accept what comes with it. You can't wait till you lose and then cry about losing. You can't wait till you lose and cry about losing. Because sometimes going into some of the relationships we go into, we go in, you know what? He'll be a great man if he started working. That man ain't never worked. You know what? She'll be a good woman if she learned to listen to me. That woman ain't never listened. 
and now you're mad. Because it, it, it's not coming full wishing. It's not coming full circle. So you, you talk bad about every man there is now because of the fact that you made bad choices of the man you chose. I don't think that's fair. You're mad at the women that you've chosen. You're mad at the results. And that's how we live in the honeymoon stage. We get so caught up in the, the potentials. We need to look beyond the potentials. Potential is not going to keep two people together. I'm sorry. Because there has to be a time limit on your potential. Right? Let me say that again. There has to be a time limit on the potential. I got to be seeing that this person is actively working towards what I, I think they can become more than me telling them what they can become. It's one thing to be pushing somebody, and it's a whole other thing to be dragging somebody to a finish line. I say all the time, I will never drag a dead body to no finish line. It is not my job to beg somebody to be great. At the end of the day, I could relight a, a fire in someone that's willing to be set on fire. I cannot light a fire if this person is not helping me set this fire. If I'm, not, if I'm trying to light a fire in you, right, but you're fighting the fire, how can I do anything with you? How? How are we going to be successful? How are we going to be great? We got to get some more healthy relationships again. There are healthy relationships are subsiding. They're moving on. People, people believe that the, the best thing to do to get over somebody is to get into another bed. The easiest way to get over somebody is to jump into another bed. That's what we do. And the sad part about it is we procreate children before we go and leave on. This is a decision we got to make. Ladies and gentlemen, if you're having a problem, I don't think a child is going to solve that problem. You got to think before y'all even get to that level. Honeymoon stage. I got a friend of mine who had a child after, I'm going to tell you a quick story, right? Good friend of mine goes on a trip to Vegas. And she, I told her I was going to tell a story, so she's not going to feel no way. She flew out to Vegas, and when she went to Vegas, she met a guy. And when she met the guy, the guy gave her all these Flowers and I love you and all these have they met. So anyway, he was, no, I'm lying. Yes, he was supposed to leave the next morning. So they met on a Thursday. He was supposed to leave that Friday morning. She said, why do you got to leave? Because she liked him. She had fun. He was like, I could stay, but I'm not trying to rent another hotel room. Right? So she said, you know what? You can come stay in my hotel room, but we won't be intimate. So you can sleep in the living room of the, the bedroom. The hotel room. So it was a big room. So he said, I bet. So he decides to bring his luggage, stay in the hotel room with her, right? And they get to know each other. So she was stay she stayed in Vegas for a week. So remember, she got there on that Thursday and met him that Thursday. And he had to leave that Friday. So she was very interested in him, right? Well, this is the narrative I want to get to you. Sometimes we create stories in our mind that something is what it isn't. And I think this is what she was doing. She was so infatuated with what, what, what she thought was that she couldn't see what is, right? Strike one, the man moved. He came out of his room and came into the room. That's a strike one. Let's keep going. So after he comes to the room, he stays with her. As he's staying with her, she's, she's like, they go, to the, they go to, the, um, to the restaurant that night. The first night he treated her to dinner. Now when they're at the restaurant, he goes, some whole story about his credit card and he tried to call in, and they won't charge it, and blah, 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 blah. Strike two, right? So watch this. He doesn't pay for the dinner. She pays for the dinner. And when she pays for the dinner, 
She's like, you know, just pay me back. You know, there's no problem. He was like, you know, let me just get my card unlocked. You know, all of these, all these things. Mindful. That's Friday. Saturday, they chill. Sunday, they chill. Right? They chilling all week. By the end of the stay, she's down another like $1,502 grand. Right? She's down a lot of money. I'm going to the crap table. I'm spending all this money on these things. So the girl believed all these stories that he kept coming up with that he couldn't use his card and he only had no way of getting more money and da 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 and, you know, he doesn't deal with uh, social media. I mean, like um, cash apps and Zells and all of these things so he can't get his mans to send him some of his bread. So she believed it, right? Remember I said, getting caught up in what you want it to be more than what it is, right? So boom. About the end of the trip, she's really feeling him. Really, really, really feeling him. So she goes, so what do you, you know, you going back home now. It just so happens that when he books his flight, they book the same flight going back. Mean coincidence. They, they from the same state too. Both of them are from New York. They fly back in. She lives on Long Island. He lives in Queens. Long story short, he calls, she calls him and they set up a date again and they link up and they go to dinner. He treats this time, right? But then the second time they go, whole nother financial story again. Some whole problem. Crap again, right? Listen to this. When he came the first time to visit her, he was driving a foreign vehicle. The next time he came, he said his car was in the shop, so he was driving something else, right? The story kept looking crazy to me, and I kept telling her, I, I think this man is lying a lot. And you know what she would say to me? Yo, you just jealous. I think I found me a good one. All these stories. That's the dating with what you want it to be opposed to what it is. Just so y'all know that. The honeymoon stage. The infatuation. The chemistry. Right? Very attracted to this guy. Right? So you fast forward. She says to him, I said to her, yo, won't you go to his house? She goes, you know what? You're right. I said, he's never invited you to his living situation, but you constantly inviting him to your living situation. She said, you're right. He kept telling her, no, 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 no. So finally, he, he says yes. She goes to his living situation, and when she gets to the living situation, she sees that, you know, it's a nice place. So the next time when he tells, she, she tries to go over to that place again, he goes, now nah, you can't come over because I'm going to give my brother, I let my brother move in with me. It was a single bedroom apartment. Right? So now he tells her, the brother lives with him now. So he was like, you can't come over here no more because my brother lives with me. Right? So, she's, so now he starts staying at her house more. It went from getting a drawer to getting the whole wall unit to all his stuff slowly start coming over to her place. Slowly coming over to her place. Slowly coming over to her place. Finally, when you find out when everything hits the fan, right, this man was never established. This man was in and out of jail his whole life, not saying anything bad about that, but that's his whole story, right? What I'm trying to get at is she moved so fast that she couldn't see no red flags. The lying about the finances, the, all these crazy stories about, you know, people hating on him, and so he's trying to get low, so he'd rather move with her. And ultimately, he moved with her before all this stuff hit the fan. When he moved with her, in her mind, you live here, you should be able to help pay some bills. He hits her with this. 
I'm still paying for the apartment my brother lives in. So technically, I'm only staying over here with you so we can spend more time with each other. You know what she did? She believed it. And when she believed it, she gets mad when I'm like, yo, this situation sounds crazy. Oh, you know, it's a, you're a friend of mine. You don't want to see me happy. And I'm like, it's not that. I'm like, you're playing the fool. She don't want to hear it. Right? Again, seeing what's not or creating in your mind what you want it to be. It's all illusion. Right? And I hate to say this in the honeymoon stage, a lot of people do this. So now, ultimately, he moves into the place. He gets his mail to start coming to the house. Right? A child support letter comes. She's like, he told me he had no kids. Right? Told her he didn't have no children. Right? Even though it's illegal, we're going to call it what it is, she decides to open up the child support letter. Right? Mind this. There's an order that's already declared. So that means clearly you've been in court and you established paternity of this child, whether verbally or whether via paternity tests. That's established already that this is your child, right? She opens the letter. This man don't got one kid. This man don't got two kids. This man don't have three kids. This man does not have four kids. This man has five children. Not only do this man have five children, this man is $100,000 in arrears for back child support. Right? So she's bawling, crying. And you want to hear the worst part about this whole story? She is currently, at the time when she finds out all of this, she is five and a half months pregnant with his kid. So look at this. Mine, she is a lawyer who does very well. Very, very well. Right? His whole objective the whole time was to manipulate her, to lock her in, so basically to stick his teeth into her to get what he wants. So this man pretended the whole time to be this great individual, ultimately knowing that was the whole plan. By the time you, she found out who she was dealing with, she realized she got in bed with the devil. And the sad part is this man is super fit, body looks amazing, strong, fit guy. She was so infatuated with the looks. And I kept telling her, stop dating looks. They fade. And the sad part is, looks do not allow you to get to know who a person is. It's only a physical person. That don't mean nothing about their mental sanity. This man has five babies before you. Your baby number six. And he has six different mothers for his kids. And you want to hear the sad part about the whole thing is? She told me the other day, I'm in love with him. Now I said to her, you in love? She goes, yes. I said, look at this. When you look at your life and you expect things to change, but you made this conscious decision, I don't want to hear anything. You allowed the honeymoon stage to allow you to move too fast. You got infatuated with what it looked like it could be, the potential, right? The potential, oh my God, he is so attractive. Ultimately losing his battle because now this man lives in your house. He's not paying no bills. And I'm going to kill it even more. You want to hear something? She happens to give me the address to the apartment that he said he lives in. I called one of my boys. The apartment happens to be an Airbnb. 
The brother's not living there, right? The whole time he rented out an Airbnb, had her come to the Airbnb, tell her that it's his place. Then he created a story saying, you know what? My brother had to move with me. He got kicked out of his house with his girl. So the brother lived with him. Meanwhile, neither one of them had the place. I had to find out. I said, yo, give me the address. She gave me the address. I had to look up the address. Something just so told my boy to look up the address. He looks up the address. He goes, yo, that's an Airbnb. And I said, he said, I can rent it tonight. And sure enough, that's exactly what it was, an Airbnb. You see, this is the stories that we go through as far as moving too fast with the honeymoon stage. We get so infatuated with what looked like it could be that we don't see what is. And then ultimately getting mad at the results when you chose a poor decision. You have to be conscious of the decisions that you're making. You got to get to know people. Everyone brings their representative, their A-game. This is the honeymoon stage. Everyone brings their A-game. And when you, when you realize that you have a lot to lose, you got to be more conscious of the fact that you're making a, a, a certain level of decision. Every person brings their A-game when you first meet them. It's the representative. The honeymoon stage would always allow you to see what could be. And if you overly look what is, you don't see what is. Right? You, you start looking past what is and start believing what could be. And that's why most people lose. It's the fear of being alone. The fear of being alone. You know, ladies, I get it. You are on a clock, right, to have children. I get it. And I'm going to be honest with you. And I'm going to say this confidently and respectfully. Ladies, I true, truly believe that you are on a clock. And you're looking for the, for the, the, the person. But I'm going to tell you something. I would rather let my clock expire as far as having children than be stuck with Mr. Wrong if you're waiting for Mr. Right. And let me say that one more time. Ladies, if I was a woman, I would rather my clock expire waiting for Mr. Right than getting stuck with a child with Mr. Wrong. Because I'm going to tell you something. I get you want children. But having a child with a certain person can be very, very traumatic. And one thing I have to say is genetics pass on, period. This loser of a baby father you got might be the reason why your child don't give a damn about life. This loser of a baby mother, guys, that you got might be the reason why your kid don't care. Because genetics are real. And this is the problem. We don't see that we move so fast in this honeymoon stage that we can't see what is not. It's not a healthy relationship. And then you're procreating our traumas. And then we move on and then we get mad at the fact that we have poor results. You have poor results because you got into a poor situation. Ladies, you allowed yourself to become a situationship. Man, you allowed yourself to become a situationship. Noticing that woman only calls you when it's pay week. She only calls you when it's time for you to get paid. I'm going to tell y'all a secret. And this is the truth. The person that always wants to go out and complains about not going out is always the person that don't pay for anything. Did you hear that? The person that always complains about not going out is always the person that don't pay for anything. This is why they always want to go out. You want to go out all the time because you don't expect to pay. So you, you basically want to go out on somebody else's dime. Ladies, if you want to go out, why do you never offer to pay? And this is the problem. But if you say these things, you become the enemy. I don't want no woman complaining to me about not going out enough when you can pay for us to go out. 
Put it like that. Right? And then, you know what they're going to say? That's cheap. That's cheap, right? That's why so many black people are so broke. Because of the fact that we're not cheap enough. That's the reason why so many black people don't inherit no generational wealth. Because we're not cheap enough. That's the reason why so many of our children have uh, started at zero because of the fact that we're not cheap enough. I'm going to tell you, what cheap is the fact that you don't even understand that you don't have anything, but yet still you're living like you do have something. You live beyond your means. You should be more cheap. You should be more frugal, planning yourself for your children and your future self. I'm going to tell you something. If you're not thinking about your older self, then your young, older self is going to suffer for the fact that your younger self is going to not help you get to those positions. Let me tell you a quick story. There was an old man one day, right? And he was a very wealthy man, right? The young guy said to the old man, uh, uh, can you teach me how to be rich? You know what the young guy said to the old man? He said, the old man said, if you want to be rich, come over to the same meeting ground tomorrow and meet me at the same time, same place. The young guy came the next morning. He said to the old guy, I want to be rich. The old guy said, okay, come with me. The younger guy walked with him. He said, he said, he said, he said look in the mirror. No, no, I'm lying. The young guy told the, the older guy, let me take this back one more time, right? There was an older guy. He was very rich. The younger guy said to the older guy, I want to be very rich. So the young guy said, can, can you teach me how to be rich? The old guy said, if you want to be rich tomorrow, meet me at the same location, same place with a picture of your younger self. The young guy said, a picture of your, my younger self? Well, he said, don't worry about it. Just come tomorrow. The next day, the young guy came with a picture of his younger self, and he gave it to the old man. He said, he said this, I did what you told me to do, so how do I get rich? The older guy said, take a walk with me. The younger guy walked with him. He went into the bathroom, into a mirror. He said, look in the mirror. He said, yeah. He said, before you look in the mirror, look at that picture. The young guy looked at the picture. He said, what do you see? He said, I see a younger version of myself. He said, look in the mirror. The young guy looks in the mirror. He said, I see my current self. He said, I'm going to tell you something. Most people take the pictures that they put on social media, they get so caught in those moments. Not looking in reality, seeing where they currently are in life. And what happens is you get stuck, you get stuck with that because of the fact that you're not seeing that you're not growing because you're stuck in the moment. A lot of us are stuck in the past tense moment, not seeing that we're not getting anywhere because of the fact that we're caught in moments. And that's the reality. Call her. Right? And this is the truth. So the young guy looked at the older guy, and the older guy said, I'm going to tell you something. You overly observe and overly exert yourself in your past. The picture is a representation of your past. The mirror is a representation of who you are today, but you don't see that the reason why you're not getting anywhere is not because of that picture. It's because of the person that's in that mirror. And we get so caught up in the, 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 the pictures that we can't see the mirror. The mirror is the more, more prominent reflection that you need to be looking at. Get off your social media and stop looking back, that backdating at the fact that you was in Tulum 22 years ago. That's over with. Let's look at what we're not doing today. We get so caught up in moments. Ladies, a lot of us date somebody and get mad at the honeymoon stage and then we see it's not current, still going on. It was the honeymoon stage. We were so caught up in the moment. Not realizing that moments subside and moments move on. And we get so caught up in the honeymoon stage. And this is a problem. Too many of us is stuck in the honeymoon stage. And I, and, and I have to explain this. I wouldn't want to be with somebody that's not pursuing their better selves now. I'm not going to wait for somebody to figure out that they're not their better self one day, hoping that they figure that they're not their better selves and they ultimately get inspired and want to do something with their lives. I would want to be with somebody that's planting the seeds on their future now. And ultimately, something will sprout from the garden of success. If you're looking for a partner 
Stop making yourself believe that this person who is not doing anything going to wake up one day. I wouldn't waste my time. Because you have to understand that you planted a bad seed, ultimately hoping something sprout from it, and nothing sprouted from it. And now you're mad. You're mad at who? You're mad at yourself. Because you, you told yourself that this is supposed to happen. You told that man's supposed to be this. You told yourself that life is supposed to be like this. You told yourself that. Y'all never had those conversations. And when y'all had it, he was only saying it to make you happy. The honeymoon stage. Honeymoon stage. This is what we get stuck in, guys. We're so stuck in this honeymoon stage, right? Never seeing us not getting any better. How are you going to get better when you're set in a moment where, where you're stuck? You got to have those uncomfortable conversations. I will respect a woman that when we go on a date from day one, she tell me what she expects. And ladies, if a man feels uncomfortable with the fact that you're telling him that I need a man and I respect a man that's like this, 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 that means that man ain't planning no future with you. I think you should set your standards from day one. Day one, set your standards. I do not have time to waste. I am not getting intimate with somebody that's not trying to really get to know me, right? I'm not just jumping in your bed. I'm not one of those girls because if you do do that, you will become one of those girls. And that's a reality. Someone call in right now. Let's talk about this honeymoon stage thing. 516-253-1150. One more time. 516-253-1150. 1150. Someone call in. Let's talk about the honeymoon stage. Tell me a story that you see that when you when you were dating, right, you saw that it was just a honeymoon stage. It was for the moment. Some of us don't hold ourselves accountable to none of the decisions we ever made. There are a lot of people right now that never will hold themselves accountable to the fact that the decisions they've made. Let me say that one more time. There are a lot of people who will never hold themselves to the standards and, and, and accountable to the poor decisions they've made, right? Sometimes you look at the people you dated and you talk bad about them, but you don't say to yourself that, what made me attracted to this? You got to look from the inwards, ultimately projecting the outwards. You can't, you can't fix the outside of the world, but you can fix the inside of the world. Maybe something about you was insecure. Maybe something about you was unhappy. Maybe something was about you that, that, that lied to yourself, but there was something that definitely wasn't hitting right. And that's a harsh reality. Somebody needs to hear this. Somebody call in again, 516-253-1150. Once again, 516-253-1150, right? And when you learn about yourself, that's when you can become your better self. A lot of people don't want to learn about themselves. You got to say, you know what? My mom was the type of woman that always tried to take care of men or men, and now I've noticed that I'm the same person that's trying to take care of somebody else. I'm always trying to fix bad people. And some people are literally attracted to that. It's called trauma bonding. There are women out here right now who really are trying to find men they need to fix because that gives them some kind of value. They feel valuable by helping someone. But I'm going to tell you something, ladies and gentlemen. You cannot help what don't want to help itself. Caller, what's going on, Caller? Caller. Hello, how you doing? How you doing, Caller? Oh, great, great, great. My name is Monica. How you doing, Monica? What's going on? 
All right. Um, I've listened to you. I don't knock anything that you are saying, but as a child growing up and to the, to the, to the stage, I mean, I'm, I'm 52 now and to where I'm at now. Okay. All my life, all my life, all my life, I'm going to tell you exactly what I've seen, exactly what I observe. And I hear you talking about the guys, but from being a child, growing up, not only do you have traumatized women, you have traumatized men. 100% facts. You know, it's it, 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 it both ways. You have some messed up men who didn't have a father figure, didn't know how to treat a woman right. And then you have some messed up women to the fact when they get with these men, they don't know a good man when they see one. Agreed 100%. Okay, but as a child, I'm just going to put it like this. I watch my grandmother. I watch my aunties. I watch uh, my my cousin. Mm -hmm. And I've seen the relationship that they was in, Mm -hmm. whether it be um, the teenage stage or in your 20s or your 30s. I've seen all that. I've had best friends, and I've had even my enemies, you know, and so I've seen these women go through so much with men into the fact I really didn't, didn't want to be with one, but I didn't want to be with a woman either. Do you get what I'm talking about? I didn't want to be alone. That you want to be alone. You know, so basically, because I'm like, where are the good men? Okay, I'm going to put it like this. You might have good men, but they might be good in this area, and, you, and they might be good in that area, and they might be good in a another area where it'll make them look bad in some other areas. Do you get what I'm talking about? Yes. Like, say for instance, my granddaddy. He was never at home. He worked. Yes. And the little time he was off, he felt like he should go to the juice joint. He gave my grandmama her pay- his paycheck to take care of the kids. He was never there for the children. Mm-hmm. You understand what I'm saying? But he, there was no other signs of other children, you know, it, when, when time flew by or passed by. But after working so many hours and making sure all the bills were paid, I mean, that's the type of man I was looking for. Yes. You know, as long as he put the paycheck in my hand, I'm going to make sure the bills are taken care of. So th- I looked at what my grandfather used to do, even from the age of five on up. I've seen what my grandfather did. Yes. My grandmama never complained. She was at home. She never looked her best. She kept her hair either rolled up or combed. And she always had on a, what you call it, sometimes she'll dress up, sometimes she have on a gown because work at home was more work than the man was doing out there. Agreed. She had to raise so many children she had to cook dinner, make sure his food was proper lunch. I ever practiced lunch, dinner, and you know, and I guess he appreciate that and just, well, she appreciates that. Grandma never complained. We never heard our grandmama complain. You, you know something funny though? So, this, this, the man, uh-huh. that, the man that you're describing is a traditional man, right? Yeah. A lot of the times when we have these conversations, right, there are a lot mm-hmm. of women who are very modern who expect a man to be very traditional. But the only uh-huh. way a man is willing to be traditional is a woman that's willing to be traditional. 
I don't see a, exactly. a traditional man being traditional for a modern woman. And a lot of exactly. times, we, like you said earlier, there are a lot of men that did grow up without good father figures and great role models, right? But what I'm seeing, uh -huh. I'm seeing more is a lot of the times, even when dating with men and women, there's really no accountability based on who they attach themselves to. What happens mm -hmm. is, look, you'll choose a bad guy. See, the, the, he think you'll think he has potential. You'll attach yourself to him. And then when it don't work out, then you'll blame all men for being bad men. And then we get generalized. You know what? I don't then we get generalized. Then I we get generalized. Yeah, I, I get what you're saying. Uh, like I said, all men have some type. They have the good. They have the bad. Likewise, as women, too. Agreed. You know, but like I said, as coming up out of the traditional part, and then you saw, because like I said, back then you had more traditional men. 100%. You know, than you do now. And now you just have moderate, uh, advanced, and all other kinds of type of people now and females. Like, say, for instance, I used to work at a residential place. Okay. And to, to me, I'm really, I, I really was saying, where are all the good men? I never, I basically, I met some that was good in certain areas, but guess what? As a woman, I accepted that, but still, even in the accepting, it still was not good enough. I, I can tell you I've what a good man. I've seen a lot of great. I've seen a lot of great, passionate, uh, loving, kind, humble women go through the most bullshit ever in my life, okay. and they did everything. They gave up everything. They tried every sexual way. It still wasn't good enough. Me, to me, I feel like men are so quick to get bored. I've no, seen women dress this. it up better than what they dress it up. Let me say Do this. new things. Try let, me, let me say this. Uh -huh. those, those men that you're talking about, those are not men. Those are boys, right? Let's be honest. But secondly, there secondly there though, there, there are good men. But here's the problem. A lot there of the are. time, there, there, there are, but here's the problem. And I'm being honest, right? Mm -hmm. the, the, when, when the woman is looking for a good man, and this is me being 100% honest, sometimes you have to understand that men put women on a clock, right? And mm -hmm. the, men oh, that, wow. the men that they consider corny, the men that they consider boring, the men they consider uh, are not fun are usually the good men, right? But here's okay. the problem. Women will overlook okay. those guys. And then later on, they try to double back and get those guys. But now those guys oh, yeah. tend to value younger women. And I tell women all the time, when you're younger, we got to teach younger women how to look for a man. What is a man? And understand what is a good guy. Not the guy that's bad and who wants to handle himself or street, right? Because everyone knows that women, mm -hmm. in a lot of cases, like the bad guy. And ultimately, they get the bad results of liking the bad guys. And we're just going to call okay, it what it is. Check this out. I've been married three times. It's, it's really embarrassing. I'm just something like that. No, it's reality. I've been married three times. <laughs> I've been married three times. It was never in my wildest dream to see the first person I was with. Let me tell you, he waited three years for me. I don't know what he was doing out there. I never questioned him about it or nothing like that. That never crossed my mind what he okay. was doing while I he, while he was waiting on me. That was my first uh, marriage. I did everything the right way. We had our baby through our marriage. We, you know, we got married, we had our baby. By the time I married, this was the most nicest, sweet, he wasn't the best looking man, but he was the nicest, sweet man. He was just, I mean, he was my first. So once we get married, this man 
say now you are my territory. Okay, you just took me away from my parents. <laughs> and now you want to act brand new. Now the real you want to come out. He became very abusive. He said, I beat you because he said, they can't, can't nobody blame it on alcohol or drugs. I don't do that. So I'm in a situation. I'm embarrassed. Um, my family don't care. Not my mom, but her sisters and everybody. Because okay. my mom and sister, they live, they, they live together. They was traditional. When, when my grandma passed away, she told them to stick together. And that's what they did. So my family didn't care because he had so much money. And he was always money. The money talked in the bull walk. Yeah. So, you know, I went through that. I thought one day he had me up against the police, never would help me. They said, we don't get into marriage affairs. Just keep making a paper trail. I mean, you know, this was like, I'm like, you know, young. <laughs> and so they was like, just make a paper trail. And so I made the paper trail. They, they said, one day you can kill him and get away with it. So that's how life was back in my time. You see what I'm talking about? So uh, this man was a great provider, a great provider. And the thing about it, I had nowhere to go. Because family was like, okay, you're married now. <laughs> you know, and see, back then, our, 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 our my, my mom's sister was basically like the head person. They pushed the young girls out. Hey. Go find a man, go get married. So, but basically, I didn't find nobody. I waited, you know, somebody ran across me. You know what we should do before we, before, before we get married? You know what we should do? And I'm going to be honest with you. What? Before I get out of here, we should definitely yeah. seek therapy and counseling before we even jump into a yeah. relationship. People right now Perfect. are so traumatized. Yeah. Yeah. They have so yeah. many mental illness. And in those days, yeah. men were taught not to speak up extremely, right? So now you have a lot yeah. of men who are broken, bitter, scorned, hurt, traumatized, yeah. uh, emotionally yeah. unstable. And now you're dating someone like this. And then when you uh, attach yourself to him, you start seeing like, wait, this person has always been that person. But we've always met the representative because we move too fast. But let me let me go. I got to I got to finish off this episode. OK. OK. Remember, I, I dated him three years before every mayor. OK. I appreciate All that. Right. Now that was that's the dope story. What I'm trying to say, ladies and gentlemen, we move too fast, and we get so infatuated with the honeymoon stage that we can't see what is, right? Somebody wowed you, they swept you off your feet, they took you on vacation. Look at the narrative. How common do you think it is for somebody to meet you, right? Spend their whole paycheck on you, and religiously do that, right? After you become kind of not the new new car smell no more, right? To them. You know, the new car smell is when you first get something. You're very, you're washing it every day. You're, you're, you're flossing and cleaning the rims every day, right? But imagine after a time, do you think that person will still see that? Do you really believe that? That's why I said sometimes if a, a man or a woman comes in too hot and heavy, they ain't going to stay too hot and heavy because it's unrealistic to keep up that, 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 that same level of energy. You know, they say keep that same energy. It's hard to keep that same energy when the energy came on too much in the beginning. It's hard to sustain and maintain that kind of energy. And that's a reality. But we believe that our love for each other is going to persevere. and We're going to win because of the honeymoon stage. I don't look at what could be. I look at what is. I don't date someone that fits who I am today. I date someone who can fit my future self. Because if you know you're growing, 
and the person you're dating is comfortable where they are today, chances are you're going to outgrow the person. And that's a harsh reality. But when you explain this, a lot of the times we get very upset. We got to learn to get out our feelings and start living in reality. I think a lot of us are living in a fairy tale world. I mean, mentalities are very delusional. Men, you cannot make a person be someone they're not and they don't want to be. Ladies, you cannot force a man to be something that he don't want and something he cannot be. In my book, right, it's called The Art of Reprogramming the Mindset. There's a, there's a chapter where I talk about the horse, the zebra, and the donkey. And the reason why I talk about the horse, the zebra, and the donkey and it's, it's an analogy. Stay with me on this narrative. And I want everybody on my live to answer this question. A horse, a zebra, and a donkey. If a race happens, what moves the fastest? A horse, a zebra, or a donkey? Which one moves the fastest? Right? I want somebody to answer it. What moves the fastest? In my book, I talk about a horse, a zebra, and a donkey. In a race, what moves the fastest? Let's see what somebody say. Someone wrote the horse. Give me one more person. Someone said the horse. Right? Give me one more person. Got two horses, right? So let me ask the second question. So the horse comes in first. What comes in second place? The zebra or the donkey? The zebra or the donkey, guys? The zebra. Everybody saying zebra. A zebra. Let me see one more person say zebra. Okay. What comes in last place? Donkey, right? The donkey. Let me see somebody say donkey. Donkey, there's a reason why I'm saying this. Stay with me. Donkey, right? That comes in last place. Everybody on my live right now, and I want you to answer this question. What is the other name for a donkey? What is a donkey also known as? What is a donkey also known as, guys? Ass. And the problem with most men, they're losing because they're out here chasing the ass. The slowest animal they could possibly chase, they're chasing. The donkey. And this is why they're losing. They're not chasing the stallion. They're not chasing the thoroughbred. They're not chasing the person that's actively pursuing their greatest self. They're chasing the slowest one in the race. And then we lose. Let's get out of the honeymoon stage, guys, and start learning that. You are what you choose, and you are what you attach yourself to. If you want to be great, strive to be around someone greater. Stop chasing what makes you comfortable and learn to get around people that make you uncomfortable. Uncomfortable people become their better selves, right? Again. The book is out for those who don't know. It's called The Art of Reprogramming the Mindset. This is my book. It's on Amazon. It's on Barnes and Nobles. It's on Walmart. It's everywhere. It's called The Art of Reprogramming the Mindset. Let's reprogram our minds and learn that you are the decisions you make. Till next time, guys. Don't let that go over your head.